Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I want to dive right in and read to you what inspired this episode. This is a short quote from House of Belonging that says, you were born to blaze new trails. 
pioneer great adventures, reclaim new territory, take daring risks. You were born to tell an original story. Be God strong and foolishly courageous. Let faith, not fear, be your compass. I read that in a new book called No Place Like Known by Megan Valentine, who happens to be one of the tremendous women in the mastermind that I have been a part of. And I knew we needed to dive into this topic of possibility versus settling of saying yes instead of saying no, of not letting but get in the way. But I don't have time. But I don't have money. But I have too many things on my plate. Because yes, there will always be barriers, but there are also ways to make things happen. And one of Megan's real passions is making the next 10 years reflect the life of your dreams instead of allowing the next 10 years to look like the last 10 years. Now, maybe that doesn't appeal to you. Maybe you are happy for the next 10, 20, 100 years to be exactly like they've been. But I talk to a lot of people who want radical change but are not sure how to create it. And a lot of people who want big shifts in their life, but fear that it's not possible because of their life circumstances or their age or what they do for work or their financial status. And Megan's message is that it is possible, that we can create big change and that those things that we default to, that we perceive to be in the way, aren't necessarily in the way. In fact, usually are not in the way, even when, especially when we are so diehard convinced that they are. Megan, as I mentioned, is an author, No Place Like Known, which I will link to in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 672. She is also a mom. She is a wife. She is the founder of Team Brave, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And she's somebody who takes risks in her life, even when she comes up to those same obstacles and barriers that we all do of, I can't because I have three kids. I can't because I have this job. I can't because I'm married. I can't because of these financial limitations. And she finds a way. It's so inspiring I know you're going to love this conversation. We go in all sorts of directions, creating space when your life is super full. In fact, it's one of the places we kick off the conversation that really inspired me most when I was reading her book. But we talk about space. We talk about grace. We talk about bravery. And we talk about what to do when you don't believe in yourself, when your past patterns feel stronger and more real than any potential you might have within you. Like I mentioned, I will link to Megan and her work and her book in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 672. I will also link to today's show sponsor, which is Fabletics. In the last episode I was sharing, and I have done so since, I was sharing that Fabletics is going to be one of my first stops and now has been my actual first stop 
for holiday shopping because athleisure is just very practical. Whether you work out or whether you don't, if you have a body, athleisure is for you. And I love the practicality of giving Fabletics leggings, socks, sports bras for holiday gifts because they're so practical, because they're high quality, everybody can use them. But also because I scored leggings for so much less than their retail price for so much less than I would spend if I was getting them from a lot of the big name competitors out there. If you go to fabletics.com forward slash primal potential, or you can just go right to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 672. There's a link there. And when you click that link in the show notes, or you go straight to fabletics.com forward slash primal potential, that is going to allow you to get two pairs of leggings and you can get different sizes. You can get different colors. You can get different styles. Or if it's for you, you can get two of the same. I love the power hold and I especially love the blues and the blacks because they're just really, really versatile and I wear them absolutely everywhere. But you can get two pairs of leggings for just 24 bucks, which means $12 holiday gifts. You know what I'm saying? Or birthday gifts or anything else or just to stack up your own stash of athleisure wear. So check out the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 672. You're going to want to go there for the link to Fabletics. You're also going to want to go there to connect with Megan and the amazing work she's doing, as well as to pick up her new book, No Place Like Known. One of the things she mentioned is that if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm too busy to read books, her book is on Audible. And if you do not yet have an Audible subscription, you can get your first month free and your first book free. So you could get No Place Like Known for free or so many other different books uh, just by going to audibletrial.com forward slash primal potential. So if you want to give Audible a try and you don't want to spend money to do so, just use that link, little, little trick that I thought I would share with you. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation with Megan. Open your mind, put down your defenses, and step into possibility through this conversation with myself and Megan Valentine, author of the new book, No Place Like Known. Megan Valentine, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, girl, thank you. I am pumped to be hanging out with you today. I was sitting in the hospital waiting room yesterday, not only reading your book, but I kept, I must've looked crazy because I kept pulling out my phone and taking pictures of different pages and texting them to people. So I was totally loving it. And I was kind of bummed when they called me back for my ultrasound because I was like, I'm, I'm into this story. So thank you for pushing through what I know to be a very difficult process and, and getting your book and your message out there to the world. Oh, I love hearing that. That's kind of my favorite thing when you're almost forced to kind of grab a highlighter or take a picture. And so I love it. Where I wanted to start with you, and I didn't really know, I, I knew I wanted to talk to you and I knew that my audience would have so much to learn and so many ways to grow from hearing your insights and your stories. but where I wanted to start was something that you write about early on in the book, which of course I'll link up in the show notes, um, where you were telling a story about one of your daughters and a project she did at school where she had to write out 
what she liked and what she didn't like. And she, you're looking at what she didn't like and it says she doesn't like sharks, she doesn't like the dark, and she doesn't like hurrying up. And then you said, how many times was I trying to hurry this little slow poke along because I was underorganized and overcommitted? And I'm not a parent, I'm pregnant with my first right now. But you know what I thought of when I read that? How many times I do that to myself? Hurrying myself along, hurrying myself through my day, rushing myself through work because I have been underorganized and overcommitted. And I know so many people heard that for the first time right now and were like, oh gosh, I've been living that way. So when you had that, that moment, where did you go with that? What do you, I think so many people feel that, but what makes you different is that you did something about it. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was one of those moments you have that like internal cringe. Like I saw it for a second and I kind of laughed and I was like, oh my gosh, this little girl. But then it was like, oh, that, that kind of like knot in your stomach or lump in your throat where you just know that you know something needs to change. And she was that kid that I think was such a gift to our family because she needed something different than the rest of us. I mean, she literally was the, you know, we're on the way to, you know, the next roller coaster. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mom, look at these flowers. No, mom, come back here. Look at this flower. Like that kind of kid, which was so necessary for me in my life. And to be honest, I wasn't sure what to do with that. I just it was like kind of I logged it in the back of my brain, locked it up in kind of a room, a room in my heart and was like, oh, I don't know where to go with this. And actually, it wasn't till a couple years later that I did something with it, because I think it's hard for us to give ourselves permission to lean into that stirring, that restlessness, that feeling and give ourselves permission to go there and ask questions about like, why am I feeling what I'm feeling right now? Why is my face getting flushed? Why is my heart rate, you know, accelerating? Why is this making me feel this way? And it was a little while till I was willing to go there, but that was kind of one of those mile markers in my journey that led me to kind of that place of decision-making that something needed to change. I appreciate so much that you backlogged it. You didn't just feel the feeling and, oh gosh, yeah, I know. I rush my kids and then move along. You held on to it. You know, even if you weren't at a place where you knew what to do with it right then, it stayed with you. You chose to keep it with you. And when I'm talking to a lot of clients or sometimes even when I feel that resistance or that stirring in myself, almost my default can be to convince myself that it has to be that way. Or maybe it's because it makes me feel better, right? To, to come up with all the reasons that it is that way and that it can't change. And I hear that so often from my clients. I see that as a big barrier. And you didn't allow that to be a long-term barrier for you, the sense that, well, you know, I've got multiple kids and I'm working and I'm married and my husband's working and we have a full life. But what do you, what do, you do or what do you help people that you're working with do when they, they feel that stirring, but they don't think things can change? Yeah, that's a great question. And something that 
is huge for me is what I call grace and space. And I think for me, one of the biggest things, like you just mentioned, that was holding me back from living my best life was my amount of commitment and the never ending, you know, just go, 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 go. And when I finally began to prioritize making space in my life to listen to what's deep inside, to maybe, you know, brain dump or let my heart kind of just flow out onto the journal pages and allow myself to like go there, it was a game changer for me. I began to recognize, okay, wow, there is a whole lot of stuff deep down within me that I have buried, talents, dreams, fears, you know, insecurities, all the things, but there was no one else who could draw that out of me. I had to allow those places to be opened up. And it was really when my oldest daughter turned 10 and I recognized we are crossing the threshold of a decade. Mm. Do I really want the next decade to look like the last one? And how crazy is it, Elizabeth, that we're really right now at about the turn of a decade, mm-hmm. right? And what a great time to ask ourselves that question, to give yourself grace and space, to put everything on pause, to be willing to get quiet and ask yourself, do I want the next decade to look like the last? Because if not, it's time now to do something about it. This might seem like a like an obvious or a strange question, but but it's what I'm wondering about. And so I would imagine some of my listeners are too. You said when you allowed yourself to prioritize taking and making that space, how? Given that you had so many things going on and you said your you know your days were so scheduled and often over scheduled how did you prioritize that? And then what did that space look like? If you were prioritizing that time, what were you doing with it? Mm, That's so good. And I love the practical sense of that. And so for me, you know, I was in charge of my schedule. I got to decide there were certain meetings I had to be at at that point, but there were also a lot that I chose to take on. And I was more comfortable, you know, being busy staying full in my schedule and in my energy, because then I didn't have to look deep into some of those areas and those feelings. But knowing something had to change, I knew that I had to start instead of just kind of like numbing out, you know, we have those little white spaces where we allow ourselves to like turn on the Netflix, scroll on Instagram and Facebook, avoid picking up the journal, avoid sitting in the quiet, you know, And so I began to actually schedule some of that time, get up a little bit earlier. You know, I remember a key time where I put the kids to bed and I put the phone away and I just sat by the light of the Christmas tree and I began to journal all the things that I was feeling, all the dreams that I was having, all the fears, everything, you know? And so I was intentional with carving out time, saying no to some other things in order to give myself the space to listen in. Some of that for me, you know, because I'm a faith person, was prayer and meditation. Um, some of it was just listening to all those things that were crazily, you know, running around inside of me. But wow, did I find some serious kind of revelation and clarity when I forced myself into that uncomfortable space. I'm really glad you brought up the fact that you create your schedule. And while we all have non-negotiables, to a large extent, no matter how much we want to avoid the fact, 
our schedule is as full as we allow it to be. And one of my tools for those days where I just feel utterly overwhelmed and like there's not enough time and I am just pushed to the max, I will go through and I will identify, circle or highlight, what is totally critical for sure must happen today or something really bad is going to happen. And without exception, there's maybe one or two things like that in the 30 things I've scheduled for that day. And the rest of them are just responsibilities I've put on myself, like things I've opted into that would be great to get to today that I'm feeling really stressed about because I created that myself. Yep, exactly. I think we do a lot of that to ourselves and we want to blame other people, you know, but if you're going to create the life that you ultimately desire, you have to learn to give yourself and your dreams the same respect that you give to everyone else. And that was a shift I had to make. I was putting everyone else's dreams and goals and desires in front of my own. And I watched and I started to see how my children and my family and my marriage was suffering because of that and said, okay, I have to, you know, own up to that, take responsibility and shift some things here. My impression of that is just from the work I've done with my clients and talking to people every single day is that oftentimes people find it easier to believe in the dreams and the visions and the goals of other people than they do in the dreams and the visions and the goals of themselves. So belief-wise, where did you start when you, when you began to take this space and you began to say, okay, what do I want my life to look like and why am I feeling this way? What did you, what did you do when you came across self-doubt? I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can make this shift. I don't know if this could be my life. Yep. That's huge. I think for me, as a mom, I had to start looking at what did my kids need most and trust that I could figure out myself a little bit later because my current situation had at least one of my children where they weren't thriving in it. And so I was like, what does my marriage and family need most? Because at the end of my life, I feel like that is going to be something I regret, no matter how successful I am personally, mm -hmm. if I don't prioritize that. And so I made some shifts, actually, it kind of in faith and walking into the unknown, thinking, you know what, I'll figure out myself a little bit later. I have to get this aligned first, mm. uh, knowing that there was talents and dreams in me that weren't going away and that I would somehow figure that out. But I had to start by, by you know, I ended up resigning my current position um, knowing that I was going to seek out some other things. Obviously, a lot of conversations with my husband and all of that. And I did, I, I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of internal resistance about that. But there was also a piece knowing that if I could get this first piece settled, then I can figure out the next phase, the next step. And one of the things that's really helped me move forward and create my desired future is just saying yes to those scary things. And the way that I get brave and courage to do that. I think I look back on all the other times that I've said yes and how that worked out. Not that it was all like, you know, peaches and cream and super easy, but I don't regret the times in my past that I said yes and stepped out and took the risk. And I've seen the growth and I've seen the doors of opportunity open and I've seen how it all worked out to my good, whether the process was beautiful or not. Mm -hmm. And so it gives me courage to keep doing that in my future. 
I think you touched on something really huge, and this was actually something I, I had noted to ask you about because I look back at one of the scariest decisions I made was to leave my job and start a business and, and step into what felt like a lack of security from a place of security. And I look back on that, and despite it being terrifying and unknown and uncertain, it was one of the best decisions I had ever made. And if I had submitted to fear and certainty and known, well, I, I wouldn't have made that, that leap. What I hear a lot, though, is that there are a ton of people out there who have played it safe for all of their adult lives. And they, they look at your story and say, well, of course, it's super helpful that you have things to look back on that turned out really well for you. And of course, Elizabeth, you know, it's a huge advantage to you that you can see where taking risks really paid off, but that's why I haven't, because I don't have that belief in myself because I have a back record of failure and of not changing and of breaking the promises that I've made to myself or not following through on my dreams. So where, where would you tell people to start or turn if they don't have that same source of bravery and courage that you do? Yeah. And what a great question. And I think for me, the people, you know, our clients and, and coaches that we've assisted along the way to, to, you know, move forward is by painting a picture of what you really want. I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but I'm amazed at how many people tell me that, you know, they want something different. They want change. They, they want to step into greatness and, and have this amazing life. But when I say, tell me what that looks like, mm -hmm. tell me what you want. They don't know. They don't know how to put that into words. They haven't spent the time to blank canvas and say, this is what I desire. This is what I want. And often if you can get real clarity on what you want, right? That why, that why that you're going to get up early in the morning and build this business or build this life, that why that you're going to stay up late and have a messy season before you get to the season of freedom, that why that you're going to sacrifice for a little while because it's going to totally be worth it, that why that is going to step out and do something seemingly crazy when people around you think, what is she doing? Well, that desired future when super clear is what keeps you motivated. It's what lets you know like you have what it takes and it is worth it. When I have people who are oscillating and they're not really putting action into their their goals or you know what they there's they say they want something but there's nothing behind it to back it up. I, I say, well how bad do you want this? Bad enough to try something new, to step out into something scary, to trust that no matter what happens, you believe that it's happening for you and not to you. How bad do you want that? And I think if, if we can assist people to begin to almost step into that future, for me, people always say, well, who is one of your greatest mentors? And I say, it's my future self mm -hmm. because I see so clearly who she is, what she's doing in the world, how people feel when they're around her, the difference she's making, the legacy she's leaving. And if I can see that so clearly and allow her to guide my steps instead of past failures or self-doubt or criticism or the fear of failure or the fear of success or the not enoughness. No, she, the vision of her and the life that she's living, the impact she's making, that's what leads me. That's what guides me. So really helping people design and get clear on who their future self and what that desired future is really helps people to, to kind of make those crazy big steps. 
you just touch on two of my three favorite words, clarity, vision, and the third one for me is possibility. Mm. I tell my listeners all the time that um, my morning journal begins with what is possible or what if blank was possible. You know, one of the things I think about a lot now is what if it were possible to be the kind of mom I want to be and also create the kind of success that I want to have and the impact I want to have? What if it was possible to have both, to not have to sacrifice? What if that was possible? What would that look like? And one of the reasons that I do that, and of course, it's not always about motherhood because I did this before I got pregnant, but one of the primary reasons I do that is to build the muscle of thinking outside of the norm and reality and what's realistic and what feels safe or probable or likely or, you know, generally accepted. And when you talk about vision and and the people who, who want things to be different, but again, when you ask them, they're like, I don't know, (laughs) I'm not really sure what that looks like. What I have found is that so often it's because as we get older, we stop dreaming and we start doing what we think is adulting and just being realistic. Or we sometimes I hear a lot of people feel like it's at odds with gratitude to dream, you know, like if we are to think big and pursue possibility and have big dreams, that it means that what we have isn't enough or that we're not grateful or appreciative for what we have. And that keeps a lot of people from creating a vision and having clarity. Where do you, for folks who are limiting themselves on being realistic or what seems possible and going to the, yeah, but I have a bunch of kids or yeah, but I need this job for my paycheck. How do you help them break through that? into creation and possibility and thinking outside of the way things have been. Yep. Girl, you are getting me fired up over here. I have to tell (laughs) you. So here's the thing for me, I am, I'm like a little bit about candor and totally speak truth here, but only because I really believe in helping people and I can't help you if I sugarcoat it all the time. Right. So for me, I had to make a decision and so will anybody else who wants to create a different kind of life. And remember, you're not making the choice only for you. You're making the choice for all of your loved ones. You can either choose to hold yourself and all of them back or break through and create breakthrough for all of them. I had to make a very intentional decision to stop living in the what if of fear. What if it doesn't work out? What if people think I'm crazy? What if this? And make a decision to change my mindset that was no longer serving me well and begin to say, what if it does work out? What if it changes the trajectory of my children's lives? What if what I do empowers other women to change lives for their families? What if we quit telling our kids to chase their dreams and be world changers and we show them how to do it? You know, I understand the limiting beliefs and the fear, and I've totally lived in that space of trying to find the balance of being content and yet totally desiring more. Mm -hmm. And what I found is how grateful am I really for the gifts and the talents and the dreams that I have within me if I'm not stewarding them, if I'm not doing anything with them, if I'm just keeping them to myself. And so there's this sweet spot 
of enjoying today, being fully present today, trusting that tomorrow is not promised to me. And so I'm going to live today, you know, as my, my best self and love my people well, but also make decisions to, to prepare for an amazing tomorrow. There's like this sweet spot of being able to do both because I think I, I lived for a while in a space where I was striving, improving and going and I was missing out on what today had for me. And then I swung the other direction. And so I was like, I am all in for today. And then I'd wake up the next day and I wasn't really any closer to my goals. I wasn't really any you know, further along. And so trying to find that rhythm, I don't know that I believe in balance, but find that rhythm that you know, I'm making decisions to be in meetings, to get in creation mode, to do these things, to build my, my desired future. I'm also setting up time to do nothing but enjoy the sunset and play with my kids and go on date night with my husband, you know? So there's this awesome rhythm, but honestly, it just starts with giving yourself permission and recognizing that you get one life. You get one life. And the only person that can really hold you back is you. I totally believe in living in the end. I can be an awesome wife prioritizing my husband and be an awesome mom, prioritizing my kids. I can do business and ministry. You know, I can be a driven person and have rest. Like I don't have to choose. I can live in that and space. And so I think the number one thing is recognizing that you are your greatest resource and your worst enemy. You are the obstacle and you are the way. So that's something you have to work through and make some intentional decisions because maybe the mindsets, the habits, and the things that you've always been doing are not serving you any longer. And it's time to change it. And you can. You touched on something that was uh, another thing I underlined in the book. Um, you write a you share a quote from House of Belonging, and in it it says, "Let faith, not fear, be your compass." And how often do those of us when we're struggling, and I think we all have periods and seasons of this, where we allow ourselves to be led to be limited by fear, instead of to be opened up by our faith. And it happens in big ways and it happens in small ways. It happens when we say no to starting that business we want because we're afraid of all the things that could go wrong or we're afraid of all the reasons that we're not cut out for that or we don't have the skills necessary. But also for me in small ways, it happens when I give in to worry because then I'm letting fear be my compass, my compass instead of faith. And it is a practice in those small moments and in those big moments to say, I choose to be led by faith and I choose to be led by possibility. And the, I always talk to my clients about you either are somebody who lives according to the past and the problem, or you're somebody who lives according to your possibilities, your potential and the present. And it's rarely binary. In a given day, we will have moments where we float from one to the other, but we always have the choice of where to go with it. And I think that is um, just, just such a powerful practice. Oh, yeah. And I, I kind of, that quote that says, you know, it's your responsibility to manifest the greatness that is within you. Mm. And so there's daily choices that I have to make and follow through on as far as 
that really helped me live in the faith space instead of the fear space. And I came from like conservative Midwest, like not, you know, more blue collar, not poverty mindset, but still I came from a place where it was, it's easy to fall back into negativity or fear or those things. And so I had to be super intentional. What books am I reading? What podcasts am I listening to? How am I investing in myself to shape the way that I think? What affirmations am I you know, repeating? What proclamations am I making? What, am I writing out my goals and believing for these things? Who am I surrounding myself with? That has been a game changer for me, deciding who my circle is going to be, building up you know, what I call my team brave and saying, I'm going to allow certain people to be up close to me in this season because it's a season of becoming. And it's important to me who are the voices in my life that are helping to shape me? Who's speaking truth to me? Who's pulling me back above the line when I fall back below it? You know, who is there on my team believes in me even when on the days that I don't? And so there are so many things that we can do, you know, habits that we can create to help us live in that faith space. I just asked this question to somebody the other day, and I'm super curious to know your take on it because I too am I'm a big reader. Uh, I, I love listening to books or listening to podcasts, reading books, journaling, meditating, networking. I also see how easy it can be to create for yourself a really great knowledge base that doesn't necessarily translate into behavioral change or the trajectory of your life. So I'd love to know how you go about taking what you read or taking what you hear and making sure that it translates into a behavior or a change in your life. Yeah, that's a tough one. And it's one that I've been a, you know, on a journey for a while. I think for me, sharing it is really important because as soon as you speak it out to people, I, sometimes it's Facebook Live. I swear all the Facebook Lives I do, I go back and they're really for me. I just let everybody else listen in, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm processing that. I'm listening to it. I'm encouraging others about how I'm being challenged right now. I'm also creating accountability for myself. I'm sharing things with my husband. I'm sharing things in things with my, my closest friends or my tribe. And when I begin to attempt to lead others in that way, it makes me have to level up a bit. And there's an awareness there because of my grace and space. There's an awareness there when I feel hypocritical and I go, wow, that's great to, to say that, to hear that, to tell everybody else to do that. Where did you show up today? How did you show up today and, and operate in that? You know, And so there's, there's different seasons where I've needed, you know, choosing to go to counselors, choosing to put strategic coaches in my life to help me connect the dots in places where there were obstacles that I needed removed and I need an outside opinion to help, you know, give me some suggestions or allow me to dig some of that out. And, and there's other seasons where it's just a choice that I make to say, all right, wow, you know, even taking the exercise of taking 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the day, just to reflect and kind of go, okay, what? what happened today that maybe I, I want to adjust or not bring into tomorrow? And then what am I beyond grateful for today? What was amazing today? So those small little tweaks really help me to kind of adjust my behavior and not just take in information. That is really, when you were talking about um, coaching other people and, and that allowing you to, to recognize if there is any hypocrisy in what you're saying, I, I was thinking about 
that is very true for me in working with clients, but it's as powerful for me when I'm talking to my sister or I'm talking to my partner. And the more I share with them, the more I go beyond just like the surface, how was your day? What's going on tomorrow? It's almost like they hold a mirror for me. When I open up to other people, whether it's people close to me in my life or it's, or it's colleagues or whatever, the more open I am, the more awareness I have, it's almost like allowing me to check myself. And am I showing up as the person I want to be or am I not? And that flows from awareness, which is the first principle that I tackle with any and all of my clients is to create any change in our lives. We need to have greater awareness, period. If we don't have awareness, we don't have an opportunity to kind of step in and make a change. What are some of the things that you do in your day-to-day life to be more aware of how you're feeling, the decisions you're making, and how you're showing up? Yeah. Some of it is some of the things that I said, you know, if I'm good, I'm getting up early. Mm -hmm. I'm creating some of that space. I am uh, a faith person. So I read the Bible. And to me, that is a huge piece of just uh, page and page of conviction. So it digs into my attitudes and my heart and, and kind of where I'm at. There's key leadership books. You know, I like to read different genres and different things because it's helping me in all areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happen to be married to somebody who really helps me identify those things. And so there, there's a, a space there that has to be open to hearing that, mm-hmm. you know, because even at times where I am like in the middle of a dramatic situation and so I'm feeling all the emotions and I'm letting it take over me, I, I get this look or this, hey, uh, need a little help or assistance here, or, Hey, can we talk about what happened today? So for me, I think there's things that I do on my own to create that awareness. Uh, also like, I mean, leadership training and mastermind groups and these, these different places where when you get around more people that are aware and you hear the way they talk about themselves to themselves, their goals, their habits, it just causes you to grow and causes you to say, okay, I need to implement that habit. I need to implement that. And then I honestly have worked really hard to create a village of girlfriends that, you know, we talk very openly, authentically, and we have hard conversations. And so we help each other with these areas. We celebrate one another, but we also are willing to say, hey, are you open to a suggestion? Are you, uh, can I ask you about, you know, that thing that happened yesterday? Because you had a lot of energy around that. Maybe, you know, what's going on with you? And having those people in your life is so... Uh, life-changing, you know? Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I I have been someone in the past who have said, has said like, well, I don't have a lot of close friends. And I, you know, it's just never been a strength for me. And because of that, right, that could either be where I stop or I always say that that tension is the beginning of our work, not the end of it. I have connection in my calendar. Every single day, I intentionally connect with someone because I know that those kinds of relationships that you described that are so important, they don't just come to you. They don't just fall into your lap. They have to be created. They have to be cultivated. And so I just, I share that for people listening who are like, well, yeah, sounds amazing, but I don't have that. Make it, create it. That is within your power. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, I, I'm pretty firm on the key to success is doing the hard work and doing the heart work. 
Mm-hmm. And it takes both. There's the transactional action, yes, that you know is required to build a business or you know go out and, and chase your dreams. But there's also the heart work of going, okay, I love that you said that because tension, struggle, restlessness, whatever you're feeling is such a key into something that you need to look deeper into. Mm-hmm. And so if you're making excuses for why you don't have something or why you aren't something, it's time to zero in on that, right? And make a decision. And I think there's so many people that allow past hurts, pains, disappointments in relationships to be their excuse for not putting their heart back out there. But for me, their life is just not full. It's not what it could be. And to be honest, I can't get to where I want to go without those connections. And it's not as fun. The, The ride is just not as great without linking arms with all of these people. And so we have to be able to have awareness and recognition to say, wow, I'm excusing myself out of a lot of things just because of of my past experiences and say, there is a greater future ahead for me, but I have to make a decision to prioritize that, to choose it, to do the hard things and to do the inner work that is required to become the person that I need to be in order to have those dreams. Amen. Like that is, it's tough when you're hearing it and you're not doing the work, but again, even that is an opportunity for the wall to go up, I know, I know, I know, or for the work to begin. And at the beginning of one of your chapters, you talk about there's two ways of coping, the way of avoidance or the way of attention. And as long as we continue to avoid those things, we also avoid growth and we avoid progress and we avoid becoming a happier, healthier, wealthier, higher impact version of ourselves. And the attention is not always easy but it just goes to your point about the hard work and the heart work. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and for a while there, and that's what I did when I got that little artwork project, I wasn't ready. You know, I was just not at a place. I didn't know what to do, how to do it. I wasn't willing to seek out help to figure it out. And I, I knew that heart work needed to happen. And I, I, I just, I didn't do it. I didn't. So I, I avoided it. Yeah. Until it got, it's like, you know, when you're like stuffing, 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 and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to implode right. or explode <laughs> and something needs to be done. But when we get in the habit of giving those things attention on the daily, on the weekly, oh my gosh, how, how amazing is that when I can, instead of when something rises up and go, I need to give that a little bit of attention. And sometimes for me, I can't do it right before dinner. I can't do it in the middle of homework time or in the middle of like my business meeting, Right but I can carve out a little bit of time instead of doing Netflix at night and go to my journal and go, okay, man, I had some energy around that today. I need to give that some attention. What am I feeling? And for me, I had this massive revelation like mid process in the last two years that my unmet expectations, which were really uncommunicated and unfounded expectations on other people was causing me a lot of emotional distress and was completely unnecessary. You know, and so when I delved into that and began to say, I, I'm going to quit expecting from people. Um, One of my counselors said that he's like, you can't change people. You might want to change your expectations. And so what freedom I found when I quit expecting so much from everybody else and, and I didn't communicate what I wanted or what I expected. And, and I, I just set myself free from that. I had a whole lot more energy for joy and gratitude and peace. Uh, instead of where I had it around all of the tension. 
Oh yeah. One of my favorite mantras that I literally give myself as an instruction at least once a day is Elizabeth, don't expect you from other people. Don't expect your way of communicating. Don't expect your way of processing. Don't expect your way of generosity or your way of grace or your, don't expect you from other people. And you're so right. There's a lot more peace in my life and a lot more space in my life and a lot less friction when I'm practicing that without a doubt. Yep, exactly. And that's what often we do. We don't even realize it. You know, we're expecting us from them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That really set me free. And it's not, as with most of these things, it's not a one and done choice. Like, oh yeah, E, just don't expect you from other people. It's a choice I have to make every day and often multiple times a day. Just oh yeah. And, and it's uh, a whole new level when you become a parent <laughs> because you know, it's not, it's, you know, it's like, whatever, treat me, whatever, do whatever with me. I, I got this. Like I'm tough. I got, this. when you do it to my kid, yeah. oh man, you know? And so uh, as a parent, I feel like you even have to level up with some of those things and go, you know what? I can't expect that for them to be this way with my kid or do that for my kid or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a growth journey. We don't, we don't stop. <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine. I've got two final questions for you. The first is, if you could wave a magic wand and ensure that everybody who hears this conversation now has this deep belief, what would you want that belief to be? first thing that comes to mind really simply is you can, mm. you can, uh, you know, I, I laugh because I drive a pink Jeep and some people love it. And some people think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, right? <laughs> but it's my life and I can, and the, you know, six-year-old me that wanted to be Barbie or Jim and the rockers. Like I, I can, I, it doesn't matter. I went to the minivan stage. I can, mm. but it's also this deep work of I can do the hard work and get over some of these things that have been holding me back. I can face into my anxiety or my depression or my limiting beliefs. I can create a life where my children thrive and I can fight through these issues and have an amazing marriage. I can live a life where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck and feeling stressed all the time. I can. And often if you have that belief, then, you know, the, the, if you have the why, the how will reveal itself. You know, don't worry about figuring out all the details. Start there. You can. That is powerful beyond measure. And I always say that oftentimes the most powerful things we'll hear or see are the simplest. And they're also the most likely to be dismissed or overlooked because sometimes we overvalue novelty and complexity. But the simplicity of that is profoundly life-changing. So thank you for that. And it, it just inspired me today in a couple of areas where I've been full of doubt or uncertainty that it's just very simple. And it's also a decision and it's a powerful one. Your book, No Place Like Known, I will link to it on the show notes, which everybody can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 672. But where can people connect with you? They're obviously going to run and get your book. 
where can they learn more about the work that you're doing and um, learn more about the philosophies that uh, you're bringing to the world? Mm, I love that. So one thing I will say is you can get the book or you can do the audible. <laughs> I know it's so hard for some people to read books these days, but my goal was just like you on this podcast. I want to feel like I'm just sitting down a coffee with you and sharing my story with you and showing you how you can chase your dreams and chase your kids or create the life that you desire. So, you know, you can get that you can, um, on Amazon and also, you know, my big thing is I love, we have a, we are team brave Facebook group that is open to anyone it's free. I, I have just have all these. It started with six of us, you know, but this was my goal of creating a new circle and being really intentional as I made this leap of faith to say, I'm moving from Illinois to Arizona. We're starting over. We're creating a new career. We're chasing these dreams. I need some people. And so I invited six ladies to be part of this team brave. And now just because I opened up this community, as I saw a need for all these other women who kept reaching out that wanted to find people that were authentic and imperfect, but passionate about making a difference and loving their people well and living in the and. And so now it's over 6,000 women and you know we're doing it together. And so people can find me there. I'm on Instagram, Megan Valentine one, and you can even get my mama mantra or some free resources at mvalentine.com. Awesome, I will link up all of that stuff over in the show notes. Megan, thank you for this conversation. It was really refreshing and very real and super inspiring. You are a gift and your book is a gift. And I'm just so grateful um, to have connected with you. So thank you so much. Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having me. Loved being here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.